everyone, how are you doing? So many big changes in my personal life. Um, right now we are sleeping in my friend's guest bedroom and our cats are fighting with each other. Um, and we had Korean barbecue and I got eczema on my titties. That's what I got going on. What do you have? Today, we're sharing our interview with Lana. Lana and I talked about quarantine, dating a woman for the first time, unemployment. It was so fun. I hope you love her. Okay. Here she is. <laughs> All right. So right now we're just chatting about unemployment because we are yeah. both on it. Yeah. How, how has it been for you? I mean, I, you know, I paid into it. So <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of giving me time to like read and kind of connect with my friends a lot you know do things that I don't normally do because I'm so busy running around and I think I've grown a lot I've learned a lot about myself um as much as I thought I was so like aware and and evolved I'm like this period of quarantine and unemployment getting unemployment whatever and giving me the ability to really like tap into the things that I'm passionate about have made me like a lot more self-aware, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's a blessing, but it's also like growth never, never stops really, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like maybe people who aren't in LA don't understand the freelance hustle lifestyle and to all our entire industry to just shut down. Uh, how has that been for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm taking it day by day because I'm like, pretty much there is no acting till the end of the year, you know, mm-hmm. for me at least. Like, I know people have been getting auditions here and there, but that's not the case for me. And I'm like, do I? am I just going to be patient and kind of you know, know that next year is just going to open up for me or like, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know what else to do with my life. Cause like I was doing law before acting. So I went to law school. I'm not going to any more schools. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and I'm not going back to law. So I'm like this, like something has to like work out. So I'm just kind of like going with the flow, but also like kind of hoping that the universe has my back in whatever form it's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I knew that you were in law. What did you do in law? Oh my God. So I did civil litigation um, and I didn't really fall into acting. I didn't start taking acting classes till I was 27. So I was kind of late in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, straight from college, I went to law school, passed the bar exam, worked as an attorney. And I was like, really don't like this. This is not me. Like I need to find something else to do with my life. So I was kind of taking acting classes and continuing to do law at the same time. And then eventually about six years ago, I was like, okay, I have to take a risk and sort of just go into acting full time. And it's been a struggle. I mean, financially it's been not the same, you know, and I still have so much of my law school debt to pay back. So I'm like, (laughs) yeah. Yes. It's hard. I'm kind of doing things backwards in life, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What 
what was the biggest surprise for you in that transition? Um, how it wasn't just about a career uh, change. It was about me changing as a person, me becoming more open-minded, even in terms of like my dating life, you know, and my circle of friends, like I'm a completely, I'm like in a completely different world right now than I was six, seven years ago. And I'm much happier in, in, in that way. I think I'm more of who I am, you know? Um, so it wasn't just a career change. It was like a whole, like my world just changed, you know? Mm-hmm. Nice. From like a professional to an artist. You know? That's so crazy to me because I've we've taken acting class before and I think you're just so fucking powerful and talented. And that's just, I, like I've never met you as lawyer. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't very good at it, so. You know? <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So how, how is it? Uh, but you have, so you have transitioned before fully from one career lifestyle to another and sort of going through that again right now with the entire world ending. Yeah. Uh, So you're no stranger to to big changes. I'm not, but also I'm tired of that. (laughs) Like fair. uh, At some point it's like, I want stability as a human being, you know? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Cause I'm like, "Mm." I'm not in my twenties anymore. Like, come on, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have my own stability so that I can have a family one day soon, hopefully, you know? So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just like, you know, like, what is that song? Living on a prayer. (laughs) Yeah. That is something I never really like thought or envisioned for myself and this quarantine happened and it's like suddenly I'm in this domestic role I never imagined myself in Uh and with unemployment I'm getting you know (laughs) a steady paycheck every week which I'm also not used to that yeah and it's like oh I see the appeal to this this is this is pretty nice to know that I'm gonna have my bills paid right but the thing is that it's different when you're doing a nine to five, you know, and your whole day, your whole life is pretty much just that. So it's like, you know, if you're okay with that, you know, in exchange for that stable paycheck mm-hmm. or not. So, yeah. I mean, I'm also the type of person that kind of gets bored and I need stimulation all the time so like knowing what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life like this is it this is what my week is gonna be like for the rest of my life is kind of like uh suffocating yeah (laughs) at least like with freelance you know that there's gonna be change all the time you know Mm -hmm. so yeah can you paint a picture of Lana eight years ago versus Lana today and what that big difference is and just paint a picture of who you were, what you did, what you looked like. Oh my God. Um, eight years ago. So eight years ago, 
I was, uh, I think I still had long hair. <laughs> um, in terms of like who I was dating, I was strictly dating men at that time. Um, didn't even realize I was open to anything but that. So, um, and um, I mean, I was like shy and not very like outspoken. And I was always also like always in my head because I was like, this isn't me, like my, I, I'm searching for something else, but I don't know what it is, you know? I wasn't very fun to be around. <laughs> really? Why, how's that? Because I, I just didn't know myself and like the people I was hanging out with um, weren't really like the type of people I would be friends with right now, you know? I mean, not judging or anything, it's just people are different. And so I was, yeah super like straight edge sort of straight 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 edge (laughs) um like career person and you were living in LA have any like passions really you know Mm -hmm. but and I felt like I was trapped somewhere inside Hmm. yeah were you already living in LA yeah I mean I grew up in LA okay yeah, I went to college here and, and grad school and everything and high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily a, I'm going to quit my job and move across the country. It was you were already in this environment. Yeah, I was lucky enough that, you know, my family's here and I was able to like live with them and not have to worry about paying rent that I was able to take that risk, you know. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I met my ex at the time who pushed me to actually quit law and pursue acting, you know? Um, And she was an artist and it was the first artist that I've dated. And it was kind of like go on this journey with me of like self-discovery. So I did that. We're not together anymore, but that was a blessing. And that was the biggest growth of my life. So what are you doing to keep sane right now? Um, I'm hiking and running a lot. Running has always been my go-to, I would say, just to release this tension that's trapped in the body. I've also been dancing a lot. I'm connecting with my friends, like with my core group of friends and getting to know each other really well. Um, Like last night, we just got together and we we, um, smoked some weed and we painted for about four hours nonstop. That sounds so nice. It was amazing. I mean, I'm not an artist in that way, but just to be able to like, to listen to music and just channel that into like colors and, you know, all of that, you know, and they described my, (laughs) they described my art as very, I was with two men. They described my art as very lesbianistic. And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) I think it just means it has a lot of emotion. <laughs> you know? That's really structural, structural sort of um, expression. <laughs> you know? What's one thing you've learned recently? I'm a fucking badass. Hell yeah. Like I generally have a hard time. I guess there's like a bit of shame 
that comes with that because I'm like, I don't want to sound like I'm egocentric or conceited, but I'm like, honestly, looking at my life, like I went to a lot, like I moved to the States when I was 12, learned English, went to UCLA, went to Pepperdine, fucking passed the bar exam right away, you know, and then transition into acting. Like I've done a lot of things in my life, you know, that's what I've done is not easy. And I'm like, I need to give myself more credit, you know? And I'm also like a very open-minded individual. I'm open to learning from other people. Like, I don't know everything, you know, teach me something. I'm open to learning. And I think the ability to be open is badass, you know? Hell yeah. And I think that comes with like being an artist also. Where did you move from when you were 12? Russia. Russia? Yeah. Do you have family there still? Mm-hmm. Everybody's there except my my parents and my siblings. So, Do you yeah. ever go back? I used to go back a lot more often when my grandparents were alive, but they're not anymore. And um, last time I went back was in 2013. I mean, it, it's it's hard. It's not my favorite place in the world to go to. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um it's also very expensive and it's a whole thing of like you have to get a visa and to fly to the town that my family's in actually is kind of it's yeah it's not cheap so I'm like I have to like plan it out you know Mm -hmm. yeah and especially right now Uh, I was gonna ask about yeah today how would you how would that go about Uh, yeah I probably wouldn't be accepted (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know is that hard it's hard because like I'm still like super close with my aunt and my cousins even though we're like living totally different lives right now but like they're like a part of my a, a part of me you know and it's hard because it's like they're struggling in different ways that we're not here. We're not struggling the same ways here. I mean, Corona is still, you know, an issue there and they're not getting unemployment like we are. They're not getting like, you know, help with groceries like we are. And it's just, it's very hard hearing about that. And like, as much as we complain here, like we really have no place to complain if you compare ourselves to what's going on with the rest of the world. I'm quarantining with my boyfriend's family in the Valley. And every time I get stir crazy and just want to fucking punch somebody and freak out, it's good to have the perspective of at least you have a fucking home. At least you have fucking groceries, at least, you know, but do you have any like specific, uh, dirty stories you want to talk about or like we could talk about when you like first realized you were open to dating women or yeah absolutely you know I mean I mean how do I even begin with that it was was sort of like yeah I was dating man and you know I I was like super in love with like my ex-boyfriend from like 10 years ago and like really heartbroken and everything so I was like um and then there was a period of time when I was just dating man and I was like not meeting anybody. I'm not really connecting with anyone, you know, like, um, 
And I didn't even know I wasn't to women or anything. It just, but what had happened is that I auditioned for my ex's film, didn't get the part. And then we ended up like bumping into each other hiking and she recognized me. And then six months down the line, she invited me to premiere the films and I went and we kind of reconnected, started hanging out as friends. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like really enjoying spending my time with this person. Like I'm having so much fun. I'm learning so much, you know? Um, and what I started to realize is that I'm like, when I was, you know, in love with like the men that I've dated, it was like, I wasn't really in love with them, like physically. I was like really in love about like their essence, the conversations that we had, you know? So I'm like, really, I'm like, the physical is just a, a thing, right? And what turns me on like sexually is like being able to connect with somebody on a mental level and to have conversations that would stimulate me. And that in turn makes me physically turned on, you know? And mm -hmm. that's what ended up happening. And I was like, oh my God, this is a whole new world. This is amazing, you know? And then I was like, it's just connecting with women is just so different in a sense, you know? Unless you're with like a man who's super in touch with his feminine side. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just happened. And then four years down the line and I was like, I'm still discovering myself. You know, I'm like, I don't really want to say who the next person is going to be that I date, what gender or gender expression. I don't know, but I know I connect with people like through their essence, I would say. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's call that essence sexual. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know, you know, yeah. You mentioned like wouldn't not being accepting if you were to go back to Russia. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I don't even know what's going on over there, but it's kind of scary. Like pe people are still can't really be open in terms of their sexuality. And I know when I was growing up, I didn't really know anyone. I didn't see anyone who was anything but straight, you know? Mm-hmm. I think in Moscow, it could be okay. I don't know, but like the town I'm from, like it probably is still very much of a um, danger to be a, to be out in public, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The world is... I know, which is surprising because I'm like, like I went to Mexico, right? And everybody's so progressive in Mexico City. Like everyone, like, people were like just walking down the street, like more progressive than LA in terms of like, no, like everyone, like there's so much of like people just being really open and no one cares, you know? Mm -hmm. Like here in West Hollywood, yeah, no one cares, but if you go outside of West Hollywood, people still kind of will give you a look, right? But in Mexico City, it's like, nobody cares. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Oh, we got to learn from them, truly. Yeah. I wanted to take take a trip to Mexico City this year, and that's obviously not going to happen. But, yeah, I hear that it's a super awesome city. No, it's fun. There's, like, so much culture. Mm -hmm. The food is great. Oh, my God. The food is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want Mexican. <laughs>
have you ever experienced a phantom dick syndrome? It's like inside of you or outside. like if you, outside of me? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Tell me, tell me about that. This is interesting because I'm like, you know, I'm, I very much am a female. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm like TMI, but like when I was with my ex, there were times when, you know, after intercourse or during intercourse, actually, like you feel like your clit is an, ex- like, is an extension, like, <laughs> And you feel like I guess that's what trans uh, people feel all the time. I'm assuming, you know. So, like big clit energy. I guess so, you know. But like you feel like you just your clit turns into a hmm. penis. I guess. Is <laughs> that know? something you've experienced a lot? I, not a lot. No, no, no. It's. And I've done some research about it. And I guess it's like women just experience that a lot. It's not just, you know, but I'm like, just made me curious about like, I guess how trans people feel all the time because they probably feel that sort of, that, that sort of feeling like as, you know, throughout the day or whatever it is, you know? So I'm like, that was very interesting for me to like be able to tap into. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Now I want to Google it now and see like, maybe I have. I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you said you've experienced it inside or? Yeah, when I Google phantom dick, it, it says you can feel the pressure of penetration after. After, okay. Penetration. Okay. So feel like. Clit. I don't know how to Google this. I feel like clit is dick. Oh my god! <laughs> clitical erections. Oh, clitoral, not clitical. Genders. People, folks of all genders and genitalia can get erections, not just people with penises. Mm-hmm. This is just saying that when vaginas are aroused, the clitoris like swells. But you're talking about. I don't know. I think you're talking about something different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm I'm still discovering it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How's it been quarantining with your boyfriend or, you know, just spending 24-7 with somebody? Uh, at first, I was so self-conscious because I've never lived with a partner before. Mm. And I was focusing on how do I shrink and how do I not be annoying and how do I, you know, whatever, the stuff that I'm working on in therapy. Uh And now it's like, oh good, like he's not going to throw me out because my farts smell or he's not going to, you know, if I annoy him, I have the right to annoy him. Like I don't have to shrink for anybody. Of course. Yeah. Especially if I'm in someone else's space, like if I don't owe them shrinkage and that's been a good growing lesson for me that I could contextualize and understand intellectually, but it was so much harder to practice in person. Yeah. 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 We are moving in together. We're getting a condo. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. I feel like a yeah. 
big fat adult, even though I'm just a whittle, whittle baby. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, take, take the leap. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2020 is good and garbage all at once. I think it's testing a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships, you know, and if people are able to survive this time, I think it's a testament of that they're okay, you know. Thanks so much to Lana Danielian for hanging out with me today. If you love Lana, follow her on Instagram. And if you love us, buy our merchandise at tpublic.com. We got dirty girl everything now. Uh, We love you. See you next time. Goodbye. Dirty Girl is produced by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin.